0: Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. VogelSang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107.1, good to the very last note. That's what Shelly always says. Shelly says I
1: do say that. Thank you, Bert. Why do you come in
0: so early in those songs? I'm sorry? Why don't you let those songs play all the way out? This is Shelly. Why
1: don't you let those songs play all the way out? Why do you come in before the song's over? Well, I do say that. Why do you do that, Brad? <laughs>
0: hey, because I'm a disc jockey and I can do those kind of things. Oh, we're moving and grooving.
1: Order 253. <laughs> Come on,
0: down. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> Bring that up so early in the morning. Well, here we go. Yes, number
1: 290 orders now.
0: please? Guess number 290.
1: Guess number 290. <laughs> I have to say that's one of my favorites, although it does get obnoxious when they're really busy. And you're trying to have a conversation and then he comes over the mic and he's very pronounced.
0: It's go to Freddy's. If you ever eat at Freddy's, Freddy's they have you know, you you take your order and on your receipt there's a number and then they call the number. And sometimes the guy and or gal on the microphone can be very obnoxious to the point where it's like, try to carry on a conversation and like every 30 seconds, yes, number 289, yes, your food is ready, come on up. Indeed. (sighs) Well, Shelly, it's a holiday, what are you and I doing here?
1: well we're we're driving people to work because not everybody is observing the holiday, yeah, 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 only yeah, yeah. the bankers, and you know it's a regional holiday,
0: regional no, it's a national holiday,
1: well, according to one of my Electrical, electronic sources. It's a regional holiday.
0: Regional, as in the United States of America. If you to look at it that oh, way, then it, that must be it. Yes, it's. And and by the way, do you realize that the state workers get a second president? As a matter of fact, I think the state workers get three Presidents' Days. I think we went through this last well, year.
1: It's they get Martin Luther King.
0: No, 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 no. They I'm, get I'm talking president's, presidents'
1: Day and George Washington.
0: No, 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 no. They get Harry Truman too. Oh, they do. Yeah, state workers get Harry Truman's birthday. Aww. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I it was a friend of mine. I
1: think they should have a bread and Jelly holiday.
0: Friend of mine years ago told me that when you get hired by the state, I don't know if this is true, still true or not. When you get hired by the state, when you make it through probationary, which is like I don't know a week or two weeks or something like that, if you can show up every day and you know you can stay awake all day long, you you know you you get the job. Um, you get 26 vacation days right off the get go. 26 days off. So essentially, you get more than a month off to start. You get two weeks vacation, plus you get all the crazy holidays, like the day after Thanksgiving. It's not like that. Then, then you get uh, three Presidents' Days, three Presidents' Days. Not one, not two, but three, three. Count them. You know. Um, By the way, uh, we talked about this last week, and this was a big deal over the weekend. There was a lot of uh, chatter about this about the uh, uh, Trump with the uh, make make the government buildings great again. And I learned, I learned an interesting term, trad arc. What is it? Trad arc.
1: B-R-A-D?
0: No, trad, T-R-A-D, trad, trad arc. Okay. That's what he wants to do. But yet that was what one of the, one of the, uh, the, the, the uh, people, the reporters called it trad arc, tradition, oh,
1: traditional architecture.
0: Exactly, traditional architecture. And I keep hearing this. This woman on the show I was listening to, she was talking about, uh, you know, Trump doing this with, uh, you know, trying to make uh, what his his deal is. He says that the federal buildings have gotten too boring, and that we need to go back where we built these beautiful buildings with domes. And I'm going like, come on, you know, you know me. I mean, I'm going like, I mean, like, hey, just buy some double wides and stick them somewhere. Yeah, By the way,
1: just buy a couple shipping containers. I'm good.
0: Exactly. I mean, that would, I mean think <laughs> put, about put, that.
1: Put them on top of each other. Yes. Put a set of stairs in. Yes. Exactly. We're awesome. Exactly. We're golden.
0: Yeah. You build. You build a couple storage containers that uh, you know the shipping containers that have bathrooms in it. So in other words, and you just it's just modular. You know, you just you know one day you know there's you, know, you clear the ground. The second day you 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 put in all the plumbing and all the you know all the electrical feeds. And then the third days you just drop those sucker into the place. And the fourth day people go to work. You know, it's simple. <laughs> (laughs) that i mean you know you got and
1: then when you're tired of moving it or you want to say like build a soccer park or something like that all you have to do is have them come in and pick it up and move it somewhere else
0: boy shelly you are good at this you are good at this uh thank you a couple things I,
1: i speak brad
0: have you put have you looked at our list yet for this morning
1: I have not. Okay. No. Well,
0: I've, I've. I will I've, though. I've got a couple things on there, but I need to add a couple more, and I'll put that on there. And one of the interesting things to talk about is the Chinese hospital. I find this fascinating, okay. uh, and and once again, it goes along with with our situation is that. And remember, we talked about this before. And I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, God bless you. The. Empire State Building was built. Remember, we we looked at this because at first I don't think you believe me. The Empire Building was uh, Empire State Building in New York City was built like in one year and two months from the start to them, you know, putting the foundation in, putting all the steel piers into the ground to topping out the Empire State Building. It took a year and two months something like that. Maybe it's even shorter, maybe an year and month and a half or something like that. So in other words, 13-14 months from start to finish was done. Okay, you look around nowadays and things takes forever to build. It's like it's like interstates. Like, you know, you know, this is sort of interesting. Do you know over in Illinois, they shut down 255, completely shut it down between 64 and 5570 for like mm-hmm. like you know that? It's completely closed. You know why?
1: Uh maintenance? They
0: no, they they they're, they're, they're going to rebuild it, but they figured it would cost less and be done quicker if they just completely shut it down, tore it out, and just rebuilt it, and then just open it back up again.
1: You know that, um, So, well, you don't know. I don't know if I've ever told you, but my mom used to date a gentleman. His name was Albert Hefkin, and he had Hefkin Construction, and he is the one, his company is the one that built all the interstates in Illinois. Really? Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you know, my cousin Fred Weber—he built all the interstates here in St. Louis.
1: Did he? Well, <laughs> yeah. first of all, he's not your cousin, so stop it. <laughs> so, of course, that automatically starts with BS.
0: <laughs> you don't know Fred. No. I knew Fred be- because of the fact he used to have a helicopter.
1: Oh yeah, there's always a subculture.
0: Yeah. No, well, he, well they, they actually used it for uh, flying around. And then there's a, and one of my other helicopter buddies uh, who got arrested in Maryland Heights for landing his helicopter in Maryland Heights. You know that? It's illegal in some cities to land a helicopter.
1: <laughs> I would actually almost think that.
0: <laughs> I can tell you a funny story about two pilots that I used to fly with who, who almost got arrested in Hayes, Kansas, and there was actually a warrant out for their arrest for fleeing arrest.
1: For fleeing arrest. Why were they fleeing?
0: I'll tell the story next hour. It's actually sort of funny. Have you ever been to Hayes, Kansas before?
1: I don't know if I have or not. Hayes, Kansas. Is that part of the Johnson County, Kansas? No, no, no,
0: no, no. no. This is in the western part of Kansas. When 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 you're driving to Denver, Hayes, Kansas is like, I mean, first off, once you get west of like, I don't know, on 70, once you get about 50 miles west of Kansas City, it's just flat and boring. I mean, far, far, long ways. And what's sort of interesting is a lot of people don't realize this. It's like that all the way to Denver. And if you've ever driven before, people always think, oh, Denver, it's like the mile high, you're in the Rockies. Nope, you're not quite in the Rockies yet. The, the Denver's built, or Denver's built right on the, the eastern side of the Rockies, but it's m- mainly flat. Uh, You know, and and once you get west of Kansas City, it's flat as a board all the way to Denver and including most of Denver. And then when you go west, that's when you go up in the Rockies and it gets really interesting. But uh, Hayes, Kansas is about two thirds of the way across Kansas. And it's just nothing but fast food places and gas stations. And motels, and that's that's literally all it is. There's nothing in Hayes, Kansas. I don't know what the people do. I guess they're all farmers in that area because you know Kansas is a huge farming area. Anyway,
1: that's like Goodland, Kansas, right?
0: Uh, I'm trying to and think. In the FAA, I've been, I've been when Goodland you're naughty,
1: they send you to Goodland, Kansas. I'm trying to
0: think if I've been to Goodland before. I think isn't that on I-70 as well too? It sounds familiar.
1: I don't know. I've never been What's there. It, but I was why, always on the nice
0: list. Why do they send you to Goodland, Kansas? What's in Goodland? Is there an airport there?
1: I don't think there is anything in there.
0: <laughs> so they, they send you there just to do nothing? <laughs>
1: no, there's a, there's, there must be an airport there, but, um, yeah. You know, just because there's not an airport doesn't mean that we don't have equipment there. The FAA doesn't have equipment there.
0: Oh, I know. That's true. It, you've got equipment in Sage. I see the guys over there fixing it all the time.
1: Yeah. They have to be careful because, you know, some of that glitter has metallic flakes on it. Yeah. And when they sit there and they work on equipment, you don't want it to sit there and get in on the uh, plug that you plug into the electricity.
0: Did you ever see uh, some of the videos where people let their Mylar balloons go and they go up in the electric lines and they short out? You ever seen that?
1: I've never seen that. Oh no.
0: yeah, yeah. There's some videos of that on. I mean, there's videos of that on on you know on on, on of, of you, videos of everything on YouTube. But yeah, that's one of the interesting things. I saw a guy that you know accidentally let go of like a bunch of mylar balloons and they floated up in the electric lines and they shorted out the electric lines. Big explosions. Seriously. Oopsie. Yeah, seriously. Because they're they're conductive.
1: I said oopsie. Yeah. yeah. But we're not going to have helium anymore, so the mylar balloons are. That's because a moot point at this point. We right?
0: talked about that last week because of the environmentalists. You watch, you know. I'm telling you, that's going to be the next thing. You're going to see the environment. I mean, you're already starting to see it. I've seen. I've heard a couple different people uh, talk about it, and I've read. And especially with with Friday, because of the fact that being Valentine's Day, because people are going like, and this is this. I read an article last week, like Monday last week, a week ago, where the guy's going like, "What a waste! Helium is is, a, is an endangered resource, and we're putting it into balloons that people give away on on Valentine's Day. What a waste."
1: I got news for you, partner. Helium and and, my, and balloons have been around for a really long time.
0: Yeah, but so a lot and of things. And now it's an issue? Well, so of a lot of things. The environmentalists <laughs> jump on it. Like, for example, we'll talk about this later. Do you know what they're getting upset about yesterday? About what? The environmentalists. What? Something happened with the president. We'll talk about it later.
1: Okay. All I know is that I went to Marshall's or TJ Maxx, one of the two, and I was looking for, I may have already talked about this. I was looking for a bag to put my notebook in, yeah, you know, to carry into businesses so I don't look like a schlep. Right. And all the purses, a, a good portion of the purses were PETA approved. You know what that did for me?
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. They actually had, they had, they had little tags on that said PETA approved? Yes. Literally? You know
1: what that did for me? You didn't buy them? No. They, I did not.
0: They actually had. Oh, you know what? You you, you should have taken a picture of that. I would love to have seen that. PETA approved. Well, I
1: will because they're. I mean, they they do say PETA approved. And is it like um, a tag again, on them?
0: Like are like and, is it, uh, is, it huh? is it a tag or is it like stamped on them?
1: It's a tag.
0: <laughs> Man, I'm telling you.
1: I'm not lying. <laughs> I mean, I like my fur coats. I like my leather purses. <laughs> I like my leather boots. <laughs> I mean, I care less whether PETA approves of what I wear or not. Oh, man,
0: I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, boy. What? It uh, just cracks me up, you know? And, 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 and you know what's sad about it is? Some, what? Somebody's. It's like it's I, I'm going to go off on my not for profit kick. You know, Please don't. Oh, you know about all these not-for-profits that people. Oh, we're not-for-profit, and the directors making two hundred thousand a year, driving around in a nice car, and I'm thinking like, yeah, not-for-profit. Okay, well, works real well. You know, not-for-profit meaning we've that, had
1: this conversation be- that,
0: that, before. That Brad. the people that run the not-for-profit, you know, take all the money and none of it goes to where it's supposed to go. That's what that's. That
1: the, is not true. It's
0: not-for-profit. Yes, not-for-profit. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well they they can't
0: they can't show profit so they what do they do they they pay everybody on the place you know uh, outlandish sums of money and uh, they put
1: it towards their programs and then they pay their um, executives and employees
0: Read the Post Dispatcher over the weekend and read Tony Messenger's column and then and, I like him Yeah well well read it and then tell me what you think and we'll talk about it again okay We got to take a break okay. It is 6:18 Westplex Plex 107.1, Backstreet Boys, Larger Than Life. You know, I every time I hear the Backstreet Boys are in sync, I never think of them the same way anymore since I watched that uh, documentary on uh, Lou, Lou Perlman. You know who he is? I do not. Lou Perlman. Perlman. I can't talk this morning. Lou Perlman is the guy who put together the Backstreet Boys and then in sync, and he turned out to be an incredible con man. And actually got sent to jail, and actually died in jail.
1: Well, that's sad. But
0: he didn't pay them.
1: Oh, he didn't pay them?
0: No, no. It's it's a fascinating story, that you know. uh, And and what the interesting one of the interesting parts of it is, is he starts the Backstreet Boys, and they become hugely successful, and then behind their backs, no pun intended. He starts in sync, but yet the Backstreet Boys heard that he was doing this, and they confronted him, and he goes, no, I'm not doing that. Nothing to do with me. And yet he'd already hired all these guys and was already auditioning them and are and, actually recording them in the whole bit. And what he did was, it's, it's a fascinating uh, documentary. Uh, what he did was he put himself on the um, the uh, legally he put himself as the sixth member of both of the groups, that he was actually one of the members of the groups. That way he made more money because of the fact that he got paid royalties on the concerts and things like that, even though he was never on the stage.
1: Kind of sounds like... Uh... Blame it on the rain.
0: It, Who was that? Fat, fat and fat and 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 one of the interviews, and I can't remember this guy's name, he was he was big for a while and then he just disappeared off the face of the earth. He was another guy and his name was Aaron Aaron something or other. I'll have to look that up. Um, you know, young, good looking guy, solo artist, another guy that Lou Perlman hired, and he told him, he said, Hey, he says, I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to let you stay at my mansion in Los Angeles. And he. Uh-huh. And he had this great big mansion. Creepy alert. Well, no, 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 no. no. It, it, well, it was. It didn't turn out like that. He let him stay at this mansion, and he was there for like a year. And one day, somebody called from uh, the company and said, uh, you have to leave today. And you go, what do you mean I have to leave today? You have to leave today. Well, the reason he had to leave today was it was being foreclosed on that he put money down in this place, and he never made a payment. You know, he put like, I don't know how much down, a couple hundred thousand dollars on this mansion and and moved this Aaron guy in and never paid any of the the mortgage payments. And then all of a sudden one day, you know, the bank essentially said, okay, look, if we don't get any money by such and such a date, we're going to forcibly foreclose and we're going to uh, send the sheriff over there and we don't care who's in there. (laughs) They're getting booted out and we're taking the place. And that's what happened.
1: Was he still in prison at the time alive no
0: no 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 no. he he um and boy it's it's a fascinating story because all his
1: life so what's it called um
0: well it's it's it was a 2020 on abc it was a 2020 um investigation and and i saw it um it's it's on i believe you can you can find it on uh, youtube youtube yeah it's 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 it might be on one of the since abc's owned by disney it might be it, are they still on the Disney? Disney Channel? Yeah, yeah it's, it's someplace. <laughs> it's, if you find it, I'll, I'll look during the next break and I'll tell you where it's at. But it's really fascinating. Um, you know, and, and keep in mind the second generation uh, you know, uh, the in uh, sync generation, that was jo- Justin Timberlake. And by the way, I listened to, I was putting together one of our shows from last week, putting it up on the podcast, and I called him Justin Timberland. So I do know, if you listen to that and go like, that guy's so dumb, he calls Justin Timberland, Justin Timberland. Yeah, I did realize it was slip of the tongue, which I do about 42 times uh, in a good hour. In a bad hour, it's more like 80 times. That's true. Yeah. Shelly knows. Hey, time I for do. a break. It is 630. Westplex 107.1, 637. It is a Monday morning, a holiday Monday morning. It's BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is bread.
1: That's right.
0: There she is. Uh, weather yesterday, boy, was, was it beautiful or what?
1: I hope that you took advantage of it.
0: Ah, uh, I worked yesterday, but I was outside. Good. I worked outside.
1: Good. Good dr- for you, because dr- it was a beautiful day.
0: I drilled a hole and water came out. I'm sorry? I drilled a hole and water came out.
1: Oh, okay. Good for you. No bad for me. You're so
0: big. (laughs) I drilled a hole and water came out of someplace it wasn't supposed to have water. And it ruined my day. But that's a whole other story. Uh, Complete forecast is coming up. Uh, I will hint at it and tell you it's going to be about 51 or 52 today. But it's going to be mostly cloudy. Maybe we might see just a tad bit of sun this afternoon, but probably not. Okay. You looked it up. We're talking about this last hour of the guy behind uh, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And you found, I've never seen this one before, this is this is on YouTube, it's what, a YouTube original?
1: Yep, that's what it said.
0: What's it called? Uh,
1: everything You Need to Know About, uh, whatever, Perlman. That's, I don't have it in front of me.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, that's a great title, Everything You Need to Know About, uh, uh, Perlman. Okay.
1: Well, I don't have it in front of me. Well,
0: what I saw was the ABC thing, and if you go on YouTube, you can find it. But it's it's divided into sections, so you have to watch like you know part one, part two, part three, part four, uh, that kind of stuff. And that one is called "The Hitman from Pop to Prison." And it's a 2020 documentary. Uh, There's also another one on here, uh, Financial Crisis. There's a 60 Minutes one on him. There's another story about, uh, uh, just on ABC News, the swindler behind uh, two of the biggest boy bands in history. uh, Was Aaron Carter abused by Perlman? I mean, that's pretty nasty stuff.
1: So this was called the Boy Band Con, yes, Lou Perlman story. There
0: you go, yes. Uh, The official trailer, and it's a... uh, um, uh, youtube original i i will highly suggest that you watch it because to me it was fascinating uh because of the thing that that i mean and and not only what was interesting was this guy talking about you know having uh well i won't say that um before he got into this you know how he originally started uh making money how he originally conned people
1: um don't have any idea
0: helium balloons
1: <laughs> and that's that's really kind of funny. One, no, actually, not one, funny. Well, okay, we're not it's talking. Not funny, we're not talking, It is kind of funny because we were talking about helium yesterday. Well,
0: we're not talking about the helium that you, you know the balloons that you buy at the store. We're talking like the Goodyear blimp kind of balloons. He did. Okay. He did those promotions for companies, and the first one he got, he he pitched this to a I can't remember who it was, big company, and they liked the idea of having like a com- competition to the Goodyear blimp. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, I've done this for a long time. And he'd never done it. He, he didn't even have a balloon. And he's pitching.
1: it till you make it, baby. Yeah,
0: he's pitching his company. And they signed the contract. and They gave him a big check. And he didn't have a balloon. And then he went out and he tried to make a balloon. And he made one. And it crashed. It's a fascinating story. I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, man, this guy just doesn't stop. You know? But, and, and, and uh, once again, it's one of these things where it's like, how did this go on so long? You know, it's just, you know, one of those things you just sort of started to go like, how in the world can somebody get, you know, get
1: away with this for so many years? And, you know, it's really funny because there are people that can get away with stuff like that for years, like you said. And then there are people like me who has instant karma.
0: Well, we know of a story that uh, unfortunately is still unfolding in the broadcasting business uh, of a guy who is an absolute positive con man, um, and uh, unbelievable con man, to the point where (laughs) it's still sort of bizarre because the story has not totally played out. And to the point where, um, you know, Shelly knows the story, to the point where he tried to get me involved, and it was like, whoa, you know, from the first phone call, remember I told you the very first time I said, you know, you know how it is when somebody talks to you and you start feeling like, okay, this the, is. The hairs on the yes, back of your neck this is
1: kind of raising. And this kind is
0: of, not a good situation. Uh uh-uh. uh. This guy is 99.99999% BS and not like BS here, like not Brad and Shelley stuff, but like BS. And unfortunately, that's the way it turned out. But. Um, yep. you know, and it ruins it for all of us because then he gets the publicity or the first at first the positive bullet publicity and the negative stuff hasn't hit yet. And who knows if it will, because probably everybody's afraid to uh, uh, talk about it. But that's a whole nother story. So, right.
1: Yep. Way it, to be cryptic, Brad. Bring wh- it on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whatever you say, Shelley, um, we are. Yeah, you know what? H- h- I, I'm 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 before I go on the air this morning I'm punching the button to listen to other radio stations, you know the B team's on almost all the other morning shows because the you know the A team the regular you know the regular guys
1: they've got the day off they
0: got the day off and the B team's on most of the other radio stations and I just want you to know that we don't do that that with Brad and Shelley that the B team is on every morning so we...
1: hey we're the A team
0: dude. <laughs> The B team is here five days a week, no matter what the holiday is. Six forty. Flex 107.1, 653. It is BS in the morning. I am B, she is S. Did I get that right? Did I get that wrong?
1: Um, it, it, we're interchangeable like that, so it, it's good. It's I would, all good.
0: I would hardly call you and I interchangeable. <laughs> we
1: totally are. But,
0: no. That's... I mean, people, people,
1: especially in like the networking world, they're like, if I'm not there, then you're there.
0: No, I don't agree with that at all. We are Oh absolutely. No, 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 not at all. Ask um,
1: Nina D'Angelo. Who? Nina D'Angelo? You mean Nina? <laughs> yeah, call her that and see how, how long you last.
0: <laughs> you know, I know I know two Nina's and a Nina. No, I know. I too. I know. I got that wrong. I go. Two Ninas I, I go. And a two Nina. Nina's and a Nina Nina D'Angelo, who's in the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce? She call. It's N I N A, and most people who have that name N I N A, it's Nina, right? But yet yes. she's, she's Nina.
1: She is Nina, and she is definitely a Nina.
0: Well, I, how, how do you how do you end up with a name that's the same name as everybody else? And yet you pronounce it differently. Do you just wake up one day and go like, uh, today I'm not Brad, I'm broad. And people would say, but your name's spelled B-R-A-D. Yeah, but it's pronounced broad. Not Brad, broad. How long do you think I that? don't
1: know. I could, think she's been called Nina her whole life. Do you
0: think I could get away with that?
1: I, You know, I'm going to start calling myself.
0: From now on, I'm not Brad, I'm broad.
1: Yeah, ter- don't do that. That's silly. <laughs>
0: Why is it silly? Because
1: then it's like you're identifying as a woman. And trust me when oh, I tell you.
0: I would never do that.
1: You don't identify as a woman.
0: The, wh- why would you say that?
1: Because you don't think like a woman. Man, I heard some
0: things over the weekend that, oh my God, it, it, it sort of bothered me. But if I talk about it, I'll get in trouble. Okay. It was a doctor talking about what's happening to men and it oh, it's was the
1: demasculinity of men
0: well, exactly i mean and and not just not just essentially you know making the comment i mean having scientific proof of it i mean it's just like whoa it sort of it sort of was sort of spooky and 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 essentially what what he was sort of referring to is the decline of um, the human race
1: how so? That's a stretch.
0: Uh, less people to
1: procreate with.
0: Exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, and and, and we laugh about that. But uh, remember, I I read this interesting article and heard a couple different interesting things uh, about the Cahokia Indians right across the river, the Cahokia Mounds. The Cahokia
1: Mounds. You can still I go over to the parks place. over there,
0: and there's all sorts of different uh, ideas of what happened to them. Supposedly, they just disappeared. And there's people throughout history, uh, various cultures and, uh, you know, certain people that were tribes or whatever you want to call them, that, uh, you know, they built this empire and then it's gone. It just disappeared. And, you know, like people walked away from it. All these ruins that they find that, that, that people once upon a time, this was where they lived and this was their house. And, and, you know, and then all of a sudden one day
1: everybody was gone. You know, what happened? They came back as zombies.
0: <laughs> anyway, the, he was talking about the, uh, and, and, and man, it was, it was actually pretty fascinating. And once again, this was not like some cranky weird guy. This guy was an MD and was giving all this scientific proof about how men have become um, not men anymore. And, and, and he talked about the aspect of, the, of, 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 of culture, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, look at you and I grew up with John Wayne and Robert Mitchum and, you know, and, and tough guy, uh, you know, guys like that, uh, you know, Charles Bronson. Okay, name me somebody today who is like that, who is a big star. Name me one person. That's like a tough guy. That's not. I mean, like, and you could say Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, once again, he's sort of of the end of that generation. You know, it started with like the John Waynes and the people like that, and it ended with the Arnold Schwarzeneggers and the Sylvester Stallones and um, and even even Bruce Willis. Um, you know, who are all getting up there in years. Uh, who's the next generation of that? There is none.
1: Well, there's Brad Pitt. No, nah, but there's, he's no, um, he's he's not a huh? tough. He's not a tough guy.
0: He could. Because a lot of the roles he plays is is, you know, I mean, he's not a tough, tough guy. He's you know, I mean, he plays some roles where he gets a little bit, you know, edgy, but uh not like a John Wayne kind of guy, you know. Where if you There's say the, Mel Gibson. Once again, look at look at him. You know, he's the end of that he's the end of that era. Um, you know
1: Yeah, I don't even know this is terrible to say, but I don't even know who the new stars are. What I know. What? Can you believe it? I'm am stuck in the generation with, you know, Sylvester Stallone, and Mel Gibson, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm in that generation. But
0: that's the end of an era, and that's what he was talking about. Yeah. He was yeah. talking about that, that that you know, the the role models are are and 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 he, and he we've talked about this before that in television, uh, the sitcoms, the guy's always the stupid person now. You know, like you go King of Queens and all the different shows, and the guy is, you know, the woman's the smart one. She's the one that's got her life under control, and she's and, – and you know what? And I'm not saying that's not necessarily true, <laughs> because I always say, whatever, a man can do, a woman can do better. But the idea being is that as media shows us, that's what – society sort of emulates is the fact that if media shows us that uh, guys are stupid and they're bumbling and they're idiots and they're lucky they can keep a job and if it wasn't for their wife that they wouldn't uh, you know they wouldn't be able to get up in the morning they wouldn't uh, know where their clothes were they wouldn't know where their toothbrush was they wouldn't even know where their car was because the woman is the one that's got everything under control and the man's just a bumbling idiot
1: well i wouldn't go about the bumbling idiot part but you know, women do take care of their men.
0: Look at Tim the Tool Man. You know, once again, the whole joke in that was he was a, he did a TV show.
1: Yeah, but that was years ago.
0: Yeah, but still, you know, one of those things. Okay, You, you don't know, it's me.
1: like everybody loved Raymond. I don't like that show. But I once never again, liked that show because he was the most whiny man I have ever heard in my life.
0: But the women were all smart and the men were all dumb.
1: Yeah, but those are those are going back like in the 90s.
0: Yeah, but still that's that's uh, that's still the, but that's the point he was talking about. This doctor was talking about the fact that it started in the 90s. That's exactly what he was saying. That that was the decline of, you know, of the, you know, the, you know, when, when, uh, uh, you know, the, because uh, the, Bru- you know, Bruce Willis started uh, the original movie uh, Die the Hard Rock. was back in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. But, but even, but, but even him, he's not, he's not necessarily a tough, tough guy. Most of the roles he takes now are sort of like comedic kind of roles.
1: Oh well, that's true. Maybe he just is tired of being
0: serious. And, and, and look at look at like Pacino, uh, you know Al Pacino, yes. a tough guy. Yeah. Um, you know who's who's the other one uh, uh, that he was paired with in Heat? Remember that movie? Uh, one of the best shootout scenes ever in a movie. Uh, Baldwin? No, not Alec Baldwin. Uh, Al Pacino and De Niro. Pacino yeah, and De Niro. De Niro. Right? You know, two tough guys. I mean, like you know, they're like way up there. You know, it's an end of an era. Anyway, we'll move on. Seven oh one. Westplex 107.1, it's BS in the Morning. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. The station Uh, website is westplex1071.com. Shelly, good morning to you. How are you?
1: I'm fine, Brad. How are you doing today?
0: Do me a favor. Call me right now on your phone. Why? Just call me. Call me on the
1: phone.
0: Okay. Hold on. Okay. Shelly's going to call me on the phone. Uh, 706 weather today, uh, high 51. Unfortunately, little or no sun today, pretty much going to be all cloudy today. But, hey, at least it's not 21. It's going to be 51. Shelly, hi. I'm okay. Thanks. Okay. Got that done.
1: Thank you, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wait till I see you today. Am I going to see you today, Brad?
0: <laughs> no, no, you're never going to see me today. Um, what are you talking about? We're in the. We're in, <laughs> I'm going to
1: make sure I see you today. We're
0: in the same studio. We're looking back and forth at each other. Okay, <laughs> I heard this story <laughs> over the weekend, and I thought to myself, "This can't be true." You know who Pamela Sue Anderson is, right? I do. You know who John she Peters is? She just broke is? up with her husband. Well, no, that's what I was going to talk about. You know who John Peters is.
1: I don't know who he is, but it's evidently her husband.
0: Well, was. A famous producer. He produces Stars Born, a bunch of stuff like that. Sort of a Hollywood socialite kind of, uh, you know, pretty boy, uh, very popular in, in Hollywood culture. Okay. The okay. story is that uh, um, both of them were single and he was actually engaged to somebody. And the lady he was engaged to was going to move in with them, And Pamela Sue Anderson, who he's known for 30 years, calls him up and says, Hey, John, I want you to marry me. Okay? And he goes, Pam, what? And she says, Yes, John, this is Pamela Sue Anderson. I want you to marry me. So he went like, Wow, I've always wanted to marry you. I've known you for 30 years, and I've always had this thing for you. Let's get married. So they get married on ML King Day last month, and then after they get married, she comes to him and says, John, I'm having some financial problems. I need you to pay off some bills. And he says, yes. How many bills do you have? Well, not a lot, but I owe $300,000. And he went, what? You do what? Okay, I'll pay the bills. So he pays the bills off, and then she decides, eh, I didn't want to marry you anyway, And she files for divorce.
1: Shame on her.
0: (laughs) That was in 12 days from start to finish. Now, depending upon whose side of the story you hear, she claims that he's the one that called her up and said, Oh, bam! I can't go on without you. Let's get married. And that she's the one that decided that, that uh, and, and she told him that she had some financial difficulties. And he said, I'll pay the bills. Just tell me what you need, and I'll take care of it. So depending, and then, and then supposedly, I can't remember who claims it, which one claims the other one. They claim that they had the marriage license, but they never filed it. Because, you know, what you do is typically, um, you know, you get the marriage license and then whoever marries you, like if it's a justice of the peace, he signs off on it. If it's a an officiant, a priest, rabbi, um, you know, pastor, whatever, he signs off on it. And then he files that with the county or in some cases the city, like the city of St. Louis, you get married in the city, you file it with the city. But if you get married in like an... Saint, you know, like in Bridgeton or something like that, you'd file it with St. Louis County. If you get married, like any place in St. Charles, you file it with the city, you know, the county of St. Charles. And so they now have this big split going back and forth, where they're finger pointing at each other, saying that, like, no, that's not how it happened. Uh, Matter of fact, uh, it's interesting. Uh, Saturday, a source to Anderson uh, said that the actress was the one with the remorse. She was homesick for her ranch in British Columbia and had married Peters only because she was, quote, very open immediately after returning from a month-long cleanse in India. And he treated her like a princess.
1: (laughs) Again, (laughs) let me just say, shame on her. I'm, I'm, I mean, and, 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 and if you sit there and think about it, so 300000 would be, you know, like a million to us.
0: A million? Try about $10 million to us.
1: Y- you know, <laughs> so 300000 in her world is like $3,000 credit card maxed out to the limit.
0: Well, you know, it's 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 sort of interesting if if you look at her history. I don't know how many times she's married. Let me see if I can find in her real quick here, uh, Pamela Anderson. She like Liz Taylor. Oh, she's been. Uh, I'm trying to see. I can't. There's not much on her in on Wikipedia, but I know she was married to Tommy Lee twice. Yes. You know, yes. I think she's been married. I don't know how many times. Boy, and over the weekend, and, you know, sometimes. I get I get uh, I get into things. I watched and I, you know I did it like you know I was on ADD. I didn't sit down and watch the entire thing, but I watched it like in two or three different sections. I watched a Rodney Dangerfield biography, and man, that was fascinating. Um, yeah, all sorts of things about him that that I didn't know. For example, you know when he was a young guy, he he tried very hard to be a comedian and he failed and he quit. And became, back in the day, an aluminum siding salesman. And he sold aluminum siding and was very, very, very successful at it. But he would go home and write jokes at night. Almost every night he'd go home and write jokes. And he had, like, all these jokes. And he put them in a duffel bag. He had pages and pages and pages and pages of jokes. And then he got back into uh, comedy, like, 12 years later when he was, like, 40
1: yeah, but his shtick was he 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 gets no respect.
0: Gets no respect. So he married a gal who was a, a a singer, a very successful singer at the time. And then she decided she didn't want to be in show business anymore. So then things didn't go well, and they got divorced. And then things went better for both of them. They got remarried again. Uh, they had uh, they had a first uh, they had a child when they were married the first time. They had a child the second time they were married, and then she died. I didn't know that.
1: I'm so sorry for that.
0: And his kids were young. I think uh, they were like 11 and 7 when she died. And that's when his career had really taken off. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, doing Las Vegas and the whole bit. And he decided that he was going to be a good father. So he decided that he was going to stay in New York all the time. So that's when he started a club called Dangerfields, which became a very, very successful comedy club. And the reason he started it was that he could be with his kids during the day and at night. He'd have like, a, you know, babysitter or someone who would come in and watch the kids, and he would go out and perform at Dangerfields, and then he was there during the day for the kids, be able to take them to school. Things I'm going like, whoa! I never knew that part of him, you know, and 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 uh, to the point where where one of the things he was very proud of. And I didn't realize this either. He was very upset because of the fact that it was very, very, very hard for him to break into comedy. And he decided that he was going to make it much easier for the next generation. He was going to support the next generation of comics. So he would have all these comics. And they had these, these, these segments of this uh, biography where he was introducing these comics for the first time at his, at his comedy club, Dangerfields. Jim Carrey. Tim Allen. I mean, it, the names went on and on and on and on. And all of these people that he gave their big break to at his comedy club in New York. The people that, you know, he all felt that, you know, that these were the next generation of comics and he wanted to give them a, uh, you know, a, a, you know sort of a step up to a, a career in comedy that he didn't get. It was a fascinating biography. and It uh,
1: sounds like it.
0: And and he died at, like, 80, and, I mean, and, and near the end, like, like he was on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and, and the last time he was on The Tonight Show, and right after The Tonight Show, he had another stroke, you know, and yet he kept going, he was in the hospital, and kept going, kept going, but you know what's interesting, and it's interesting, one of my all-time favorite movies, and they talked about how this exposed him to a new generation of fans, you know, my all-time, one of my, if I had to give one of my top five movies of all time, you know what it would be? He was in no. it.
1: What, it, what would it be?
0: Back to school. You ever seen that movie before?
1: That's with Rodney Dangerfield.
0: Right, and it is such a good movie. And matter of fact, it has a very, 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 very young Robert Downey Jr. in it. Matter of fact, I think oh, he's like really? I think he's like seventeen or eighteen years old when he's in the movie. <laughs> young kid. You know, I mean, like a young, you know, young, young kid, and he's really good in this movie. This is before he went and got screwed up on drugs and stuff like that. But yeah, anyway, yeah, if you get a chance, it's, it's, it's a fascinating story. Um, you know, talking about uh, you know his life and the whole bit, and I, I, I had no idea about the fact that, because you know he'd always kid about his wife, but then he got remarried again. <laughs> and you know, must be nice when you got money and fame. Uh, the lady he was married to, I can't remember her name, Joan, I believe it was. Um, it would
1: be Mrs. Dangerfield.
0: Well, I don't know, if, I don't think she took his name. Uh, and that's not his real name, too. Did you, did, you, did the story about that, you know, how he got the name? His no. name was like, like J- Jacob Cohen or something like that. And his dad was a vo- vaudeville actor, uh, a vaudeville performer, and his name was like. Something Roy Price, so he he took his dad's you know stage name and he was like Jim Price or something like that, and and he decided that you know that things weren't going well for his career and he thought it might be the name because people might remember him for his father, so he was at some club someplace and he's mentioned to the owner of the club, you know I think I need a new name and the guy goes okay I'll give you a new name you're Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> and it stuck and that's how he that's that's what he did he changed his name to Rodney Dangerfield
1: that's how i knew him
0: yeah well it's it's it was it was fascinating you know and, and like i said i never knew anything about the fact that you know his wife dying and him going moving back to new york and raising his kids I mean, i'm like man you know you hear about all these hollywood stars that have kids and that they never see he was like the exact opposite of that
1: yep
0: hey we're gonna take a break we will be right back it is seven sixteen. Westplex 1071, yes, we're ready for it right now. 7.20, it's BS in the Morning. Website is bsinthemorning.show. Shelly, um, the coronavirus, Rat. the deal about how about these people that are trapped on the cruise ship? If you heard this story about,
1: I have heard that, oh and they are still on there. Yes,
0: and they get they get three meals a day. Somebody comes and knocks on the door and and, they, and open the door and they're like in their uh, hazmat gear and they give them the food and then they close the door and then they put the the you know the the plates out on the in the hallway and then they get another meal. Unbelievable, but. What they
1: I've, better get a refund.
0: Yeah, that's well, all I'm saying. Well, a refund or what? You know, there's going to be lawsuits over this. Um, anyway, the um, coronavirus started in Wuhan, China, and they don't have a they have a lack of medical facilities in Wuhan, China. So didn't we, they build one in ten days? Yeah. They built a hospital in... Now, think about that in the United States, okay?
1: That's 24-7 building.
0: Yes, but in United States, if... Let's say somebody decided they wanted to build a hospital in... Um, let's take a place that doesn't have a hospital. Let's take Maryland Heights. Okay, Maryland Heights... Excuse it me. It does, does have
1: a hospital, actually. No, it doesn't. It has DePaul.
0: That's in Bridgeton.
1: Oh, potato, potato. Anyway, go on.
0: Okay, so let's say they're going to build a hospital in Maryland Heights, okay? First off, they'd have to have a city council meeting, and then they'd have to go to the state for a certificate of need or whatever the heck it is, and then they'd go to the city council meeting, and all the people would show up and complain, we don't want
1: that hospital in Maryland Heights. We don't want it. See, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, if that's what would happen. You know, because when something goes awry, and if we we had the outbreak that China did, or does we would we would um, be called to action?
0: I disagree with that, and I'll tell you the reason why. Why I, I learned from a guy who was in public office. Won't mention his name. He's no longer in public office, but I don't want to embarrass him. And I was kidding him about the nimby's. You know what a nimby is?
1: I, I don't. Do I want to?
0: Yeah, not in my backyard. You know, people oh, always. Oh yeah, like, yeah, know, yeah. I, I don't it. want that. I don't want that. He said, well, he says there's a new generation, and they're called CAVEs. I go, CAVEs? He says, yes. C-A-V-E, Citizens Against Virtually Everything. And I I sort of laughed. He goes, no, I'm serious. He says, if we decided that we were going to, um, you know, like let's say the city decided we were going to buy everybody's house, but we were going to buy it for $400,000 more than it's worth, People would show up at City Hall going, I can't believe you're going to do this. I don't wanna leave my house. I love my house. You can't have it. I don't care if you want to pay four thousand dollars more. It's my house. You can't do it. Leave me alone. Don't bother me. Citizens against virtually everything. If they you know
1: Well they did that in Maryland Heights and Bridgeton.
0: What do you mean they did what? Citizens against virtually everything?
1: No, they took people's houses.
0: No, not in Maryland Heights. We're talking about the airport. Yeah, It's a different thing. But no, the, the point I'm trying to make is, is that. What is the point, Brad? Well, once again, it's gotten to the point where if you try to do anything nowadays, it takes forever because of the fact that people got to protest and people, you know, you got to get permits. And here, in China, they build this hospital start to finish 10 days, 10 days. Can you imagine that?
1: Start. Well, they the had to do something, and yeah, but, that was but, probably the most viable but, but option think about for them.
0: It, okay, think about it. Is like remember the the earthquake that happened in California? I don't know. Was it twenty years ago? They called it the Northridge earthquake, and there were parts of the interstate that were just totally destroyed. And, I remember that. And they, they let the contracts, like, you know, they, they bid the contracts in, like, two or three days. And they essentially gave the contractor, like, a bonus for, like, I don't know, it was, like, I think it was, like, a couple hundred thousand dollars, uh, you know, a day for every day that, that he could, uh, you know, bring the thing in early. They, you know, they set a date. They go, hey, here's your date, completion date. And for every day you, you know, uh, you get ahead of this completion date, uh, we're going to give you a couple hundred thousand dollars. Okay, they built the interstates, like, in two months. You know, and like, you know, you look at some of the projects around here, it's like, okay, how long did it take them to build the page extension from from 270 out into St. Charles County? And then remember, it was phase one. Years. And then phase two, <laughs> and then phase three. And now yeah. they're even talking about phase four. You know what phase four is?
1: Is it take it all the way out to Wentzville?
0: Uh, phase four would take it all the way out to, it would take it through Lake St. Louis. So as it ends right now, it sort of ends right there. Forty sixty four there in Lake St. Louis it does, and, yes. and phase four would essentially take highway N and, and completely change it all around. And it would loop back into, I guess, highway Z and go into Wentzville. So that would be like phase four. So in other words, it would cross over highway 40 there at Lake St. Louis. And then it would continue um, uh, all the way out into Wentzville and essentially come up that's Z. To get off,
1: that's to, so you can get off easily and go to uh sugar fire. <laughs>
0: I don't think that's the reason they're building the highway. That's exactly so you, the reason so you can get the sugar fire. But the point sugar I'm making fire, is, sugar fire wins
1: fills in the house. <laughs> whoop, whoop.
0: Is is ten? You know, here you give them the promotion; they won't spend a penny with us.
1: That's just another conversation, Brad.
0: <laughs> See, and once again, there's a perfect example: is they get free publicity. It's like God. Don't even talk to me about this. It's like it's like the Krispy Kreme story. You know the Krispy Kreme story. No. My routine was I used to, when my kids were younger, I'd get home in the afternoon and I'd cook dinner for my kids. Okay. And I had a TV set in the, uh, in, the in the kitchen and I would turn on, I would, you know, because my kids would go to school like 2 o'clock or, you know, three thirty, whatever. And I would start cooking at like four in the afternoon. This was my routine. I'd get home, cook, you know, for four, you know, four in the afternoon, cook my kids' dinner. And I'd sit there and watch Oprah. And the one day, they had the guy... I can so see you doing that, too. I did. I mean, I used to watch her every day. I can see... That doesn't surprise me. They had the guy on from Krispy Kreme. Okay? The CEO of Krispy Kreme. Was this
1: before or after they filed bankruptcy?
0: Oh, this was when they were like high-flying company and, you know, Krispy Kreme and the whole bit. And he's, you know, and and, uh, Oprah was saying, well, how did you get to be so big? And you know what he said? Well... Partly because of the fact that we did this deal with radio stations where we'd have our, our staff go and drop off dozens of donuts at the radio stations in the morning, and they would give us free publicity. Hey, the guy from Krispy Kreme's here. Hey, the gal from Krispy Kreme here. And he'd laugh, and he'd go like, those guys were so stupid. We never had to buy any advertising on their stations because they gave away free advertising to us. All we had to do was just give them donuts. Ha, 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 ha. I thought to myself,
1: hit. that really stuck in your craw. Oh
0: didn't man, it? did it ever! So I got, I got that back. Was
1: how many years ago? Oh,
0: I got back at him. You know, how I got back at him.
1: You didn't, you didn't um, patronage their business. No, just
0: the opposite. I would never, ever, 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 ever talk about them on the air. But a friend of mine told me the story about the fact that he said that if you go to Krispy Kreme and you get one donut, they'll give it to you for free. And I'm going like, yeah, right. So I did that for like two or three years. I never paid for a donut for like three years. I just drive through the drive through You know, hey, I, you know, and I would tell you exactly what I got. I'd get a a, a chocolate one, or chocolate uh, covered with sprinkles, whatever they call it. Round donut, you know, cake donut with chocolate on sprinkles on top of it. I'd go through the drive through I'd order one donut. I'd go up to the window. They'd hand it to me. Hey, it's on us. Thanks. Bye. And I'd leave. I'm telling you.
1: Well, that's good to know because I've been kind of craving some Krispy Kreme. Uh, but you know what the problem? And they've is? got that new one over on. Yeah, well, it's but not new but, anymore. But, but, but they've, they've got that new one over on the Drivers Mall Drive. Yeah, but they're, they're they've gotten smaller and they're
0: like a buck and a half a piece. It's like I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, for, yeah, but they're hot and fresh. No, that you know what? Fresh. You're 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 getting you're buying their publicity. Okay, take that dollar and a half and go to Schnooks. And uh, or like I did last week, uh, I went to Schnooks and they had they had boxes of Little Debbie's, you know, like like ten Little Debbie's cakes. in Yeah, a you box, were
1: in Nirvana. You even posted it on Facebook.
0: A dollar a box. I bought five boxes. Five boxes for five. You go to Krispy Kreme.
1: I can see you $5. rooting around in that little little basket that's got all the <laughs> Little Debbie's in there, picking out your favorite. you know what? People coming over to you and going. Hey, that's my box.
0: Okay, you remember that picture I put up in there? How remember how how many things it was like a big monstrous display that how all the yes. little dubbies and and it, yes. they were like they were a buck ninety nine normally. and if you bought five, they were a dollar a piece. okay? So I bought five, they were five dollars, okay? I went to that schnooks the next day. every last one of them was gone. I even asked the guy.
1: I go, hey, that's because you posted it on Facebook.
0: I what well, I but I didn't put the store. It was only on one store, and I'm not going to tell you which store it was. Uh, and, and I said to one of the guys who worked there, I go, hey, what happened to that little... Oh, we sold them out. I go, really? He says, yeah. He says, we put that display up the night before. He says, it didn't even last 24 hours. Sold every last one of them. Really?
1: Well, there are little Debbie concierge, just like you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, it's 7:29.
0: So don't go to Krispy Kreme.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll go to the place that's got the donuts that are... But I like Krispy Kreme, Brad. no. But I like their regular crispy Kremes.
0: Expensive, creams, overpriced, small, not very good. You know, buy local. Buy like, uh, who's the guy that, what's the place there on on, um, on Bryan Road? You know what I'm talking about? Was it Heaven Sent? Is that what it is? You know what I'm talking yes, about?
1: Heaven Set Donuts, yeah, yes, Heaven yeah, Sent Donuts,
0: yes. Go there instead. Don't go to Krispy That's cream.
1: female owned.
0: Well, that's even better. 7.30. Yeah. West Plex 1071. BS in the morning. She is Brad. I am Shelly. And our website mm-hmm. is BS the show. 7.39. Heading for a high 51. We'll have the forecast coming up. From our very own meteorologist, Jennifer
1: Wojcicki.
0: You do such a good job at that. I can't pronounce her name ever.
1: That's because I practiced at it. <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> I was like, I'd say her name and I'd listen to it and I'd say her name again. Because I really wanted to learn her name. Yeah. And I just thought, oh my gosh, her life must be a living hell.
0: <laughs> no, why would you say that? I, I think it's good going through yet.
1: Going through uh, school with a name like Wojcicki. Virchis- I can't even say it now, Jennifer Wojcicki.
0: Do you know I still people? I still have people ask me what my real name is.
1: That's because you're in an industry that typically changes their name.
0: <laughs> and first time that happened to me years ago, I go, "What? What's your real name?" I had somebody just like two weeks ago say, "Well, that's a fake name, isn't it?" I go, "No, it's not a fake name. I mean, what? You know, yeah, you know." It got to the point where I was kid people. Yeah, my real name is Jim Smith. You know, that kind of a deal, right? You know, why would you change your name like that? You know, although I do want—I don't
1: know why pe- I don't know why people change their names.
0: That's that's on my list of I am going to change my name.
1: To what, Walder Waldo Zarmisky?
0: No, no, I am going to change my name. I'm going to do it. To what? Uh, I'll tell you when I get it done. I'll show you the paperwork uh. when I get it done.
1: Okay, Brad.
0: Do you know, what yesterday, Whatever. You, know, you know what happened yesterday?
1: What happened yesterday?
0: Depending upon which side of the political fence you're on, it was either the best thing in the world or it was the worst thing in the world. What's that? Daytona 500. Okay? Now, some people would say, well, how could be, that could be bad. Well, and how could people say it's great? Because you know who was the pace car? Who? Donald Trump in the presidential limousine.
1: No way. Yep. Yep. That's BS, Brad.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't believe me?
1: No, I don't. <laughs> you don't believe me? No.
0: Twenty bucks. No, no. Hold, I'm not. No, let's make it good. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Okay. Donald Trump in the presidential limousine was on the track at Daytona yesterday, and you say no, I say
1: yes. I say no.
0: Okay. Why don't you we'll – for those of you who are believers, uh, the controversy is that people are upset because they claim it's tax dollars because of the fact that the presidential limousine is owned by the United States government, and that it was a waste of money, and that Donald Trump shouldn't have been there, and that it was ridiculous to have the, the presidential limousine known as the Beast – out on the uh, Daytona 500 course, doing a lap in front of all the cars, and you say you say it didn't happen, and I say it did. So let's take a break, and why don't you Google it, and then next break we'll figure out where I get to pick up my fifty dollars from you, okay? Okay. Because <laughs> you done lost this bet. <laughs> I
1: don't think so.
0: Okay, we'll just wait and see. Seven forty-two. Westplex one okay. hundred seven point one. I played that just for Shelly, because I feel bad that I just took fifty dollars from her uh, because I won the bet. You didn't believe me. The presidential limousine did the lap car at the Daytona five hundred yesterday. Was that cool okay, or what?
1: So picture this. Picture <laughs> picture this. Question. This this meme. Okay. okay? Go ahead. Yeah. It's Alex Treback. Yes. And we all know him. Yes. And the caption is, Hold on. Let me get it. <laughs>
0: It's a meme, Because right? I
1: just sent it to you. Yes. It's hilarious. Yes. Alex, I'll take things that never happened for 500.
0: <laughs> and that was the presidential limousine as the, ind- or not the Indy, but the uh, Daytona 500 pace car.
1: Yeah, but you never know if Trump was in there or not. <laughs> oh. I didn't say it was.
0: He was in there, but that was the pres. I said the presidential limousine was the pace car, at the Daytona 500 yesterday. And you went. I'll and you said call.
1: President Trump was. You can't tell that me that President Trump was in there. He was in there. Did you never see him get out of the truck? He, or he the car. He was in there. He did you the. Don't o- know that. He, he did the opening ceremony, and
0: then he got in the limousine, and they drove around the track.
1: Well, I didn't see him get in the limousine.
0: But it's he was in the limousine. He was there. He was in the limousine. Him And and by the way, did you see, I, you know, <laughs> this is going to be a weird thing when I say this. Okay. You being a woman, I've never worn high heels before. Okay. If you look at, what's her name again? I always get Melania. to Melania. I get Ivanka and Melania and all the, the A's mixed up. Okay. Melania. Okay. Look at the picture. She's wearing white high heels.
1: Yes, she is. They look like they're like nine inch heels. Have you seen those? They're called stilettos, and she can do that. I mean, but am I exaggerating? Does it look like nine inches? I mean, like to the point they're where. They're not nine inches, but well, they're probably five. Oh,
0: I think more than that.
1: Come on. No. You don't think? No, I don't think so. I mean. But it was nice of you to see what I'd say to you women love men or anybody that comments on their shoes. So you're sitting there looking at her shoes.
0: Because it, to me, it's like, okay, Uh you know, you know, my reaction was
1: blah, blah, blah.
0: No, my reaction was how in the women, how in the world do women do that?
1: It's, it's an art form. Oh, how, how do you walk like that? I don't, it's, it's, it's no problem for me. Okay, now. I'm a superhero in stilettos. Thank you very much. Just like Shannon Norman. Shannon Norman Law. Yeah. She's a pit bull in stilettos.
0: Okay, but, okay, I'm going to say something, and don't take any offense to this, okay? I'm also a structural kind of guy. Keep in mind that my dad was a civil engineer, right? He designed designed buildings, and my dad always (laughs) over-design things. I mean, that was just the way he was. If it took like a, you know, like let's say if he was building something and it took one two-by-four, my dad would put in a two-by-ten. You know what I mean? He would just, he would always overbuild stuff. Our house that he built for us was literally, instead of having the wood uh, the wood floor joist, it had steel beams in it. You know, that's the way he built it. He just overbuilt stuff, okay? How in the world do the heels don't break on women's shoes like that? And I'm not saying I'm not being rude. Saying, "Well, she's you know she's you know too much weight on those." I mean, they're just
1: little tiny things. How do they not break? Because they're proportionate to the, the angle, yeah, but, on the footbed. But but still, you've
0: got weight. And if you walk, you're pushing. You know, when you walk, you're pushing back on your heel. So, in other words, you're exerting force. You're not. No,
1: you're really not.
0: You're not putting your foot straight down. You're putting your foot sort of forward, and you're you're striding off of the heel when you're moving that foot from forward to backward. So, in other words, when you put your foot out, given
1: that it's easier to walk in a pair of tennis shoes, yeah, but they don't look twice as they don't look hardly as cool.
0: But but you get what I'm saying? I don't. I, wanna, I wear
1: heels every day, Brad. Yes, yeah, I get what you're saying. But
0: I don't. I see. I'm thinking to myself. Okay, structurally, how do they not break?
1: And they actually feel better if you wear a uh, if you have like a heel gel insert. <sighs>
0: Well, you're, you're missing what I'm saying. I mean, I'm. I'm I
1: know what you're saying. I'm, I'm just ignoring it. I'm
0: saying that, that you <laughs> That's know, what I'm doing. There was a time. The point is,
1: is that you noticed her shoes, Brad. Well, That's the point.
0: Remember, there was a time in women's footwear where the heels were like, you know, they were they were like high, but they were big, clunky, like the disco shoes. You know, what I'm talking about like the platform. Yeah, they called of shoes. wedges. No, 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 not not wedges, but they were like they were like high heels, but instead of being a small little heel, they were like big and clunky. You know what I mean, yeah. right? But yeah. they weren't. I'm not those talking about. I'm not talking about wedges. I'm. I know what a wedge is. You know. Uh, uh, but 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 once again, now those were like, okay, my dad would have designed those shoes. That would have been the shoes my dad designed, which would like never break.
1: They break because what happens is because I used to have a pair of um, clogs, if you will, but they weren't. But they were. You used to slip your foot in, but what happened was the leather that was attached to the sole yeah. actually it was nailed. They were nailed in right. all the way around, right. and the nails came out. The nails popped out.
0: I got a nail gun. I could have fixed that for you.
1: Well, I have um, what is that stuff called?
0: Super the stuff glue. That epoxy. Super glue.
1: Super glue would probably not do it, but epoxy would. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> That was so much fun, Brad. You know what? What?
0: The doctor I heard over the weekend's right. Here I am what? discussing women's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and doing it's, it
1: quite well, thank you the, very much. But the, you just proved my point: it's the de- that men look at women's shoes. The
0: <laughs> demasculization of America, where I'm talking about women's shoes on the radio. You know, now, now, good thing this isn't a sports station because they'd thrown me off the air. Hey,
1: you can't talk about women's shoes. Yeah, your man card would have been revoked. <laughs> this is a sports station, right? That's the way it is. It's, Trust me when I tell you, walking in stilettos is a sport in itself. Yeah,
0: seven fifty nine. We'll take our last break. We'll be right back. An excellent company. They do excellent work. If you do have roof problems, they're the ones you should be calling. Uh, By the way, 801, this is BS in the Morning. Uh, I am Brad. She is Shelly. And uh, we heard the uh, Hawthorne Inn ad, which Shelly does a nice job on. If you want to go to Hawthorne Inn, if you've never been there before, it is great. The food is wonderful. It's the des- It's a destination place. It's not the kind of place you're going to drive by on the highway. You have to be going there. Um, but it is worth the drive. You can check out SnarfItUp.com. That's S-N-A-R-F, SnarfItUp.com. And you can get a $25 voucher for $12. In other words, $25 worth of Hawthorne in food for only $12. It is great. You'll love it. Uh, rarely do I ever hear Anybody say, Well, I went to Hawthorne and it wasn't that great. Everybody talks about, Oh my God, it's such good food, me included. And boy, the steaks are good. If you ever had one of their steaks, check it out. Right, Shelly?
1: Well, I love their flash fried spinach. I've never, you know. I, oh I, my God, it's delicious.
0: How do they flash fry it? What do they put it in a pan or I don't or what? know. I don't cook. I don't know that they fry it. They like drop it in like it's like French fry kind of deal, right? Well, they, they flash drop it
1: and then they fry. <laughs> Flash right.
0: Right. You know what? We forgot. I mean, we're gonna get in trouble. NARP is gonna send us another nasty gram. NARP and the North North American Radio Producers Association. Um, we got cited for certain content of our show and they made us run the disclaimer. So here's the disclaimer. Um we're sorry we forgot to run it at the beginning of the show. We'll run it at the end of the show today way or get emergency help if you feel faint, confused, very sleepy or very hot, or agitated, acting clumsy, breathing more slowly than normal or have stiff muscles. This is not a full list of risks and side effects. Okay, now we got that out that of the sounds
1: way. like a woman going through the change.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you said that I didn't. And then and then I
1: mean, it does.
0: Just a few minutes ago. A few minutes ago, when we were talking about this, I said that President Trump in the presidential limousine did the the uh, was the the pace car at the Daytona 500, and off the air, Shelly said to me, "You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier," and I said, "I can't believe you said that to me."
1: Well, actually, the lying dog-faced pony soldier—that <laughs> is not what that means.
0: Whatever, <laughs> you know the, the president. The presidential candidates are having some issues. There's a story this morning that all this stuff is surfacing about Bloomberg, um, and uh, it's it's actually sort of sort of interesting that uh, last week uh, he w- he came out and uh, there was he was on a radio show saying that um, that the stop and frisk that the thing he did when he was the mayor of New York, where they just randomly pick people, the police would just put them up against the wall and frisk them. Um, his comment was. They did too few minorities and too many white people. And then (laughs) today it comes out that in a speech uh, he did uh, a few years back, he said that uh, he said, I could teach anybody, even people in this room, no offense, intended to be a farmer. He says, It's a process. You dig a hole, you put a seed in, you put dirt on top, add water, up comes the corn. You could learn that. You think the farmers are mad at them now?
1: <laughs> wow, that was a little. Uh,
0: why would you say something like that? I
1: mean, <laughs> you know, I, no. Considering those are the people that they're they're trying to reach. Well, of course, but why, I mean, way to po the uh, how, the farmers there. How,
0: good how, job? How condescending uh, to the farmers? I know, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Hey, 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 are you a farmer? Yeah, it's nothing to it. All you do is you dig a hole, you put a seed, in, you put dirt on top and water, and up comes the corn it's simple as that
1: <laughs> Yeehaw.
0: Yeah. well that's gonna do it for another bs in the morning uh we are done if you want to another listen to one the show the
1: books how lovely and
0: put yourself through torture you can go onto our website and uh or, or you can go to uh, um you know i i think it we we switched podcast providers and we did. and it was down last week for a while but it should be back up again. So if you go to uh Apple podcast it's there. If you go to just if you go to our website uh, bsthemorning.show and you just click on the podcast link it's there as well too. So anyway, we're back in business as far as the podcasts are concerned and I already got grief for something I said on the podcast that somebody took me to task over. So how bad is that?
1: What they say?
0: <laughs> I can't tell you.
1: Well tell me off air. You they, can't say stuff like that and then I tell they me. They
0: twisted my words.
1: Oh, they, that's never happened before. <laughs>
0: they said, You said this and I'm going, Okay, whatever. And it was something and it wasn't that, that something they heard on the air it was it was in the podcast. So I gotta watch what I say on the air. 'cause it ends up in the podcast. Uh, you think? <laughs> I'm not like you, Shelly. If I have
1: to watch what I say on the air, you have to watch what you say on Shelley, the air. Shelly,
0: in the course of our what, seven, eight months on the air here, Shelly's already gotten us yep. in trouble with the NARPA people. That's why we have to run the disclaimer. So anyway, uh, that's going to do for us. Don't forget uh, check out Hawthorne in snarfitup.com S N A R F. Check out our website. Don't forget we are broadcasting live from the Allen's Tree Service Studios you still have time to call them before the next wave of bad weather comes in with ice and snow. You know, we're going to get it. It's still, you know, we're only about... 45 no about 55 percent through winter you don't want to have the roof fall in when the tree hits it you don't want to be like my brother-in-law that has the big old limb go through his roof and end up smashed into their bed you don't want that call Alan's tree service they'll come out they'll take a look at your trees they'll tell you what you need could be just some slight trimming or like in shelly's case they could they say hey every tree you have needs to come down so uh, anywhere. And that's
1: pretty much what they said, too. <laughs> M-
0: most people are going to be somewhere in between. <laughs> or, or they could say, hey, everything's just fine. Uh, thanks for having us over. Could be that as well, too. You never know.
1: Yes, it could. They yeah. are experts at their craft.
0: Right. That's going to do it, Shelly. It's time far, And you know what you always do. Go ahead and say it.
1: The most important man in St. Charles County steps up to the microphone and says, what does the fox say? <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Caleb, you're up, honey.